This podcast is presented to you by Pastors Tom and Bonnie DeShal from Celebration Church in Harare, Zimbabwe. For more information, please visit celebrationmen.org. Tonight, things began to shift in your life. Amen. I'm telling you, I love my friend Robert Henderson. What you don't understand, you know, that man is a judge in the spirit. And judges carry the courtroom wherever they go. So what you don't know, last night was not just a service. You were inside of a courtroom. Courtroom was in session, so whatever was done yesterday is legally binding. Give God a praise. Amen. Praise the Lord. Father, we thank you for the word of the Lord. We thank you for this revelation you are giving us and the work we are about to do this morning. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And God's people said, Amen. All right. Praise God. Before you take your seats, uh, high five two or three people and tell them we are about to restrain some things in the spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay, let's go there. Yesterday, we began part one of uh, our message on issuing divine restraining orders from the, court, from the courts of heaven. Issuing divine restraining orders from the courts of heaven. And um, I told you that, uh, they, they are, so today there are two very important restraining orders that we want to apply as the ecclesia or as the body of Christ. So I really want you to really uh, listen to this. But for the, for the sake of, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go into uh, my message for today, part two, but I do want to uh, uh, read just the, how we defined, defined restraining orders from yesterday, just to give anybody who was not there a place to begin with us, but I'm not going to belabor what I did yesterday just by the tape. Amen. We said there are divine restraining, there are natural restraining orders in any judicial system, and we said restraining orders are applied by the judicial system of government. So every, every nation in the earth that has got a, a judicial system understands that. That the executive branch cannot reissue them. They can issue executive orders. But restraining orders are only issued by the court. And we said if they are natural restraining orders, then they must be spiritual restraining what? Orders. Amen? And so we, we looked at Judges 13 verse 5. And I'll just read it to you. There's no need to put it on there. Just read it. And I'm going to define a divine restraining order. And then um, we're going to go into, I'm going to show you, the different times. I'm not going to be belabor the point, but I'm going to give you at least nine or nine. I'll give you about ten. I'll take about a minute to give you about ten types of restraining orders that are in the Bible. The reason I do that is because as God, as, as Robert is teaching us how to operate in the courts of heaven, there may come a time when you may need to apply one of them, but you need to know that it exists and where it's found. Does that make sense? And so it helps you be able to use them as tools for uh, maneuvering in the courts of heaven. Amen. Uh, because of the good graces of my brother uh, uh, Robert Anderson, uh, my this book issuing divine restraining orders now under contract with Destiny Image, and will be available worldwide in the month of January 2019. And so you'll be get, you'll be able to get the book then. But until then, just live with what I'm going to give you right now. Judges 13 verse 5. We see a restraining order on the life of a young man by the name of Samson. For behold, you shall conceive a son, and be as, you sh- behold, you shall conceive and bear a son. And no razor, no razor shall come upon his head. That was the restraining order on his life. For the child shall be a Nazarite 
to God from the womb and he will begin to deliver Israel out of the hand of the Philistines. We know the story of the tragic story of Samson that the whole, his whole life because he was, so, he was so undisciplined particularly in his sexual appetite that the enemy used that as an open door to begin to challenge the restraining order on his life and, the, and, God, and, and because of that lifestyle the enemy sent a Delilah. Can I submit to you that if there's a divine restraining order on your life there's a Delilah coming to you. And your job is to understand that Delilah is coming, whether you like it or not. If there is a divine restraining order on your life that protects the kind of anointing or calling God has given to you. And understand that the higher your calling, the higher the calling, the, your higher, the higher the calling God gives you in the kingdom, he's going to put you under a restraining order. That means you cannot do what everybody else can do. This is the danger of sameness. The danger of sameness is we want... God, we want to be like everybody else, but God says, no, you cannot. If you are a Moses, your assignment in the kingdom is so sensitive, it affects millions of people. So I have to restrain you the way I don't restrain a Sunday school teacher. Because of the assignment and how many people can be destroyed if, you went, if the Sunday school teacher me, uh, went astray, maybe, maybe, maybe 10 children get affected or whatever. But if a Moses goes astray, an entire continent can be destroyed. So the restraining orders follow that pattern. So there was a restraining order on the life of Samson. Now, and we know what happened when he broke it. It's a tragic story. It's in movies. It's an amazing story. But here's the, what, how we define a divine restraining order. And I'm going to just define it for you. Amen. So you can write it down. A divine restraining order or protective order is an order issued by the courts of heaven to protect a person of destiny, business, nation or kingdom citizens in a situation involving clear and present danger to the preordained purposes of God. Did you catch that? Oh my Lord. We should have put it over there. We're going to do it one more time. Then I don't care if you don't catch it. I'm gonna, we're going to move on. Okay, I'll write it, let's, let's write it again. It says a divine restraining order. I'm, gonna, I'm going slow if you notice. A divine restraining order or protective order is an order issued by the courts of heaven to protect a, person's, a person of destiny, business, nation, or kingdom citizen in a situation involving clear and present danger to the preordained purposes of God. Amen? And yesterday, Robert did an amazing job to, talk, to tell us about one of the, when we present cases, one of the major motivations for presenting a case is to preserve the purposes of God. Amen. So, now having given you that, I'm going to give you, today I'm going to jump to part two of our message. I'm going to give you the types, write it down, types, on, types of restraining orders. I'm going to give them very quickly because there are two restraining orders that God wants us to apply today. One of them, I'm going to have Robert come up here and he's going to help me. Amen. He's going to help me apply one of them and I, together I'm going to lead you in a prayer to apply. One is over Zimbabwe and the one Robert is going to apply is over your life. Amen. Okay. So different types of restraining orders. Number one, I'm giving you several. Some divine restraining orders are designed to restrain demonic activity from crossing over into a specific and divinely protected geographical territory. One more time. Some divine restraining orders I designed to what? Restrain demonic activity from crossing over into a specific and divinely protected geographical territory. Where do we find this? Write it down because home, you can go home and, and, and do a bigger Bible study. Amen. First Samuel chapter 7 
verse 13 to 15. Write it down, 1 Samuel 7, verse 13 to 15. The Bible says that there was a restraining order on the Philistines all the days of Samuel. They could never cross into the borders of Israel, even though they hated Israel, would like to destroy Israel. But they would, because Samuel was such a judge in the courts of heaven, he had a restraining order connected to his very life that protected the geographical region of Israel. But the Bible says, actually, if you look at it, when the, the day Samuel died, the very day Samuel died is the day the, the Israelites went to war. To the Phil- it's like the Philistines knew that once Samuel died, the restraining order was removed. And the Philistines came, and the first war that uh, the first war that, that King Saul had to go through after the death of Samuel was the war against the Philistines. Why? Because when the man who, when he died, that restraining order was rescinded. So there are restraining orders that can cover a, a geographical territory. Number two, Amen. Hallelujah! Isn't it amazing if we had a restraining order like that over Zimbabwe? <laughs> Where the Amen? Come on, somebody, Amen. Where, 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 you know, where witchcraft from Nigeria can come into it. When you get to, when you get to the borders of Zimbabwe, the witchcraft has to remain out. Why? Because they, there's something about the nation. Come on, Zimbabwe. You cannot bring your devils into the country. Because there's a restraining order. You can't bring your, your, your Zaire demons in Zimbabwe, your Zambian demons. You can't bring. Why? You get to the border, everything stops. Why? Because there's a restraining order on the nation. You can't bring those things in. Number two, Amen. Isn't it amazing if that kind of restraining order is on your house? It doesn't matter if some of your uncles and uncles and, and aunties are into witchcraft. When they come to your house, it stays at the gate. Why? There's a restraining order over your house. Number two, some divine restraining orders are designed to restrain the, sat- the satanic what? activities of a person who stands in the way of the propagation of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Say it again. Some divine restraining orders are designed to restrain the satanic activities of a person who stands in the way of the propagation of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. You find this in Acts 13. Write it down. Acts 13, verse 6 to 12. Why am I saying this? Because some of you are going to be worldwide evangelists and God might send you to a region where there's a bad Jesus or an Alimayas, a sorcerer who doesn't want the gospel to come in this area. You need to understand you, when you're an evangelist and you're going to be there for a week, you don't have 10 months to do warfare. Oh, come on. You don't have 10 months to do warfare to get rid of one principality. You may need a restraining order so the region can be free of that while you are there to preach the gospel. And that's what happened to Paul in Acts. They found an Alamias who was trying to stop the gospel because the proconsul was open to the gospel. If he came to Christ, he was a governor. He would have changed the entire region. Everybody would have followed the proconsul. Paul and Silas realized this is a great opportunity for the gospel to go to a whole new level except for Alamias, the sorcerer. Because the proconsul was terrified of Alamias. His witchcraft was so powerful, the proconsul didn't know what to do, even though he wanted the gospel. So Paul realized we have a problem here, so he applied the restraining order on the Elamites and said, you son of wickedness, you shall be blind for a season. Remember I said restraining orders are not temporary, are not permanent deliverance, they are, rest- they are temporary injunctions. To allow you time to maneuver so you can get victory without interference. So the Elamites now is blind and the proconsul was amazed by what Paul did he gave his life to Christ and the gospel came into his region 
The third type of restraining order is the highest restraining order I have found in the research in the Bible. So the highest restraining order in the Bible is the one uh, that actually restrains Lucifer or the devil himself. But the thing I found about this restraining order is the Lord, our righteous judge, is the only one who can apply this kind of divine restraining order. That means don't play with it until God, unless God is telling you. Why? Because Lucifer has a job to do. You can't simply say, well, I restrained the devil from waking all over the world. That's ridiculous. He has a job to do till the end of the age. See, he's a, he's a prosecutor in the courts of heaven. He has cases to present, legitimate cases. I mean, he's got work. So that, but there's coming a time, write it down, Revelation. In Revelation, we see a, a restraining order that comes from the Lord himself on Lucifer for 1,000 years. He's restrained. He does, see, the thing about the restraining order, it doesn't change what's being restrained. It only stops him from affecting you. That's the difference with the restraining order. You get what I'm saying? So Lucifer is restrained. Uh, Revelation 20 verse 23, write it down. That's where you find that restraining order. And there's another one where the Lord restrains him over the issue of Job. When, when, when God tells you, he says, you consider Job my lovely servant. He says, oh yes, I know Job. You know, but you know, and, and, and Anderson, Apostle Anderson, really did a good job bringing the Job issue to light. What was wrong there? But the point is, is there was a restraining order because God knew if you lose, God, you know, God said to Lucifer, okay, Lucifer, I hear what you're saying. But go after Job. You can take anything, touch anything. He's God. But I'm putting a restraining order on you concerning his physical life. <laughs> he says you can, and so they do, and you, I, I know, literally Job, Job couldn't die, you know. Why? Because there was a restraining order against his physical death, but the devil could take everything, including his children, but could never destroy Job. There was a restraining order. God can do that. And sometimes as, as officers of the court, God may lead us in the spirit to ask for him to do that. So when you have those type of restraining orders where God says, I want you to just restrain Lucifer himself from operating in this region, it may be that God speaks to you, but then you plead the case and God himself would have to do it. Amen? But the fourth restraining order I found in the Bible, very quickly, I'm trying to go through this because I'm trying to get through restraining orders that me and uh, 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 a pastor are going to come here to apply over the nation and over your life. Amen? So we're going to do some work in the spirit. I mean, I'm ready to do, I'm ready to do some courtroom work in the spirit. You know, because we have to be practical, amen? We are being taught by a man of God, amen? No, we have to, start to, we have to train you how to work in the courts, amen? Remember, I remember in November, in November the 5th when I was here, we took the land of Zimbabwe to court. See what happens? Today we're going to take some things to, we're going to take other things to court. So number four, number what? Is it four? The fourth rest, divine restraining order is it? Some divine restraining orders are designed to restrain the behavior of special servants of God who carry very strategic and critical kingdom assignments. I'll say it again. Some divine restraining orders are designed to restrain the behavior of special servants of God who carry very strategic and critical kingdom assignments. Even without talking to Apostle Robert Henderson or Pastor Tom or even Bishop Von McLaughlin, I can tell you there are some things, no matter how much money you try to bribe them, they will never do. Why? Because they understand those, they are things, I'll never do. Why? There's a restraining, or there's usually, if you see somebody, man or woman who's being used in unusual ways to touch nations and they have critical assignments to the kingdom, there's a restraining order for that type of lifestyle. That's why in my life, I don't admire everybody's life. I say, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you can do it. I just can't. Why? 
I carry the testament of Melchizedek. There was the things God taught me when he brought the order of Melchizedek to me. He taught me specific things Ike Francis Mounds is not free to do even by grace. Even by grace. You, I, and, and, and I'm not legalistic and I'm not foolish enough to put it on you because you, you don't have my testimony. But I'll be foolish to try to live your life when I have my testimony. You get away with it, I get caught by the devil. Because he knows who I am. I mean, that's why some people, that's why some pastors, are you catching what I'm saying? Amen? They can even steal church money or, or, or do crook things in business and still go on Sunday and preach. You do it once, that's the very time the police come. And these guys, and Mr. Banda has been doing it for 40 years. He's never been caught. You do it once, you are now, what, what happened? Mr. Banda has been doing it. What are you doing? What are you doing? It doesn't matter. The devil has been waiting for you, not Mr. Banda. Because you are the one with the higher calling. You are the one the devil is most scared of. Hello, Samson. Anybody can cut their hair except you. So you have to be free. You have to free yourself from the desire to be like everybody else. Are you getting what I'm saying? Amen? There's some movies some people can, can watch and get away with it. I watch them. I'll be tossing and turning the whole night. Said God, why? He says, it's you are. It's you. You know what, you, you know what I'm doing with you. You, can, you are not them. So I had to realize this. So I don't fight for sameness anymore. First Kings, you find this restraining order in First Kings 13, verse 7 to 10. Are you there? First Kings 13, verse 7 what? to 10. Write it down. Number five. Number five. Some divine restraining orders are designed to restrain the spirit of premature death. The spirit of death from taking people of destiny before the appointed time. I'll say it again. Some divine restraining orders are designed to restrain the spirit of death from taking people of destiny before the appointed time. Somebody say amen to that. We find this in Job 1 verse 12, and this is a divine restraining order that Robert Henderson is going to come at the end of my teaching. I'm going to leave about five minutes for us to do these restraining orders. He's going to come up here. How many would like Robert to read you in the court of heaven to stop premature death over your destiny? That you are not going to die until you are finished. I, I'm, I have seen too many Christians, men of God, go before their time. And you know it was not their time. They, they had so much to do, but the enemy somehow found, found legal footing and ended their, their journey. Are you catching what I'm saying? And you know it because you feel it. Amen? We want to die like Paul. I have, done, I have finished the race. I have, fin I have been empty. Amen? When, but when you die full and everybody around you can sense you die full. I know we are going to heaven, but do you have to go to heaven now? Amen? Especially if you're carrying my prophecy in you. My Job, at least prophesy to me on your way out. Oh. Francis, that says the Lord, you're going to have a great, you're going to be a great man and have a TV ministry. Amen. Die. Okay, thank God. At least, at least I got my prophecy. You find this in Job 1.12 where God says to, 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 to Lucifer, it's not time for Job to die. I may be allowing you to test him because of the, the open door he's, he's created and you have enough, sufficient evidence to come against him. But here's what you are not going to do. Job is not going to die before his time. And the Lucifer said, okay, I get it. 
that restraining order will be applied on your life today. You know how I know this? That's on my life. We almost got killed. Remember the word almost got killed a week ago. I almost got killed in South Africa. And I'm going to tell you because you're my family. I was doing a meeting in Johannesburg, in, in Rustenburg, but I was living in Sun City, suffering for the Lord at Sun City, okay? Man, I was suffering. <laughs> I was being forced to see things nobody should see. <laughs> I was suffering. Trust me. I was really suffering. So anyway, we had a powerful meeting, and people got delivered by the thousand. I preached for the guy. Uh, I, used to, I used to do a crusade for him. He had eight, eight, 90 people when I left him in 1988. I gave him a prophetic word how he's going to become one of the largest churches. They've been living on my prophecy for 20 years. And they don't see me until 20 years later. When I get there, he's got about 10,000 people from 90 people. That's amazing, yeah? So I'm, pre- I'm speaking for the guy. Thousands get delivered that night. And so because the service go long, at, by, by, we leave the service by midnight. We're going back to Sun City. Those who have been to Sun City and Rustenburg, you know. I mean, so we are going. Ten minutes from Sun City, there's big trees have been put in the road. The, car, the guy, my driver, stops and thieves begin to come out of the, out of the bushes. Pounding on the car. I, I mean, the driver freezes. I said, turn. I said, turn. And further, he wakes up. I mean, they are pounding. You're about to blink. They turn around. I mean, it's a miracle. And then another one, then another car uh, tried to intercept us. Another car flashing. And I said, just keep going. And then the guy, when the guy saw our our driver will not stop, the other car that was flashing went on this side, on our side of the road. So an hour later, we used a different route. We are back at Sun City. Why am I here? There's a divine restraining order on my life against premature death. You need that on your life. You need that on your life. Amen. Number what? Six, somebody's counting. Some divine restraining orders are designed to restrain Mother Nature or the element in our galaxy from interfering with the purpose of God or destroying food and property. We find this in Joshua chapter 10, verse 12 to 13, when the sun was about to go against Joshua in a day of victory, that he released a restraining order as an officer of the court. He said, he restrained, he said, to, oh, to the sun, he spoke to the sun, and to the moon, you are going to stop at the end. It's a restraining order. Why? Because the restraining order doesn't change the element. It simply restrains it. So you can do what you need to do, because afterward, the sun began to move again. But Joshua was able to finish the purpose of God, because he restrained the elements uh, of time from working against God's purposes. Amen? Number seven. Some restraining orders. Amen? Who's my timekeeper? I just want to make sure. I, I don't want to miss because we have to someone. What time do I still have? Make sure. You know, you know what's happening sometimes with me, timekeepers get caught up in the elevation. They forget their time. So I want to make sure <laughs> I leave time for me to pray. Okay? So she, what, where am I? Just let me, give me the time where I am. Let me know what, how many I, I still got. Okay? Some divine, okay, is number seven? Some divine restraining orders are designed, now I love this one, you're going to love this one too. Some divine restraining orders are designed to protect the righteous from sinning against God when they are put in uncompromising situation without their knowledge. How many love that? Some divine restraining orders are designed to, what? Restrain the righteous from sinning against God when they are placed in uncompromising situations without your knowledge. Are you got what I'm saying? 
That means this restraining order is not going to work when you take somebody else's wife to a hotel. You don't need a restraining order for that. When you are texting her on, 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 what, on what's up, what's up, where are we going to meet? That's not a restraining order. You, you, that's, not, that, that's not for you. But there are times when righteous people are, 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 what, are put in uncompromising. Uncompr- they didn't know. They just put there. Are you catching what I'm saying? Because the enemy is setting them up, trying to get a legal right to come against them. What is, let me give you the biblical case study. This is uh, in the book of, write down Genesis. We find this restraining order in Genesis chapter 20. Write it down. Genesis chapter 20, verse 3 to 7. And very interesting. Uh, this might surprise you. It's Abraham who puts Abimelech in a compromising situation. Abraham lies about his wife. Says she's my sister, so Abimelech takes her to sleep with her, and God shows up, and there's a courtroom discussion between king to king. And God says, if you, she, she, if you touch her, she's the wife of a prophet, if you sleep with her, I'm going to kill you. And you know what Abimelech says to God? He says, God, will you say, will you, God, this is Abimelech arguing his case before the court of heaven. He says, God, will you slay a righteous nation when he yourself, your servant, he himself, out of his own testimony, told me she was not his wife. And you know what the Lord says? He says, Abimelech, I know, that's why I restrained you from sinning against me. It's in the Bible. It says, I know. God says, I know. That's why I put a restraining order. That's why even though Sarah, she's beautiful and she's in your bedroom, you ain't feeling nothing. I have put home affairs in check. (laughs) That's a restraining order. (laughs) Because you did not bring Sarah into your bedroom to have a prayer meeting. But why haven't you touched her yet? There's a restraining order. Because I want us to have this discussion. Because I know you are a righteous king who would never have touched another man's wife at Abraham at the boldness to tell you the truth. It's in the Bible. These restraining orders are going to become important because some of you, you are innocent people who can be put in situations you never asked for. But God is good to you. He will deliver you. Amen? Number eight. Some, number eight. Amen? Timekeeper, what's my time? <laughs> you still don't know my time. I still have time? Okay. Just All right, number eight. Are you, are you enjoying this? Is this helping you, Zimbabwe? Are these tools you can use in the courts as you're presenting your cases? You know, as, you are led, as men as are led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God, so the Lord might lead you to one of these. But you see, God cannot lead you to what you don't know is available to you as a tool in the courts of heaven. Amen. Number eight. Are you there? Some divine, write down, some divine restraining orders are applied by angels or human officers of the court of heaven in order to preserve the destiny or purposes of God. Some divine restraining orders are applied by angels or human officers of the courts of heaven in order to preserve the destiny or the purposes of God. And we see this in Luke chapter 1, verse 18 to 20. You see, in the court of heaven, there are angelic officers of the courts, and there are also human officers of the courts. Are you getting what I'm saying? Human what? Officers of the courts, like Robert Anderson, like myself, come on somebody, and others who are beginning to pay the price to become officers of the court of heaven. You're going to see Samuel was a judge. Even David was an officer of the court of heaven. You can become Jesus who was an officer of the court of heaven. 
You know, are you catch what I'm saying? So here is an, here's an angel, and you know, the angels use the same language that Elijah uses, because Elijah was also an officer of the court of heaven. That's why he could put a restraining order on the weather for three and a half years in Israel. The Lord before whom I stand. Uh, when Zechariah does not believe the angel about the prophecy of John coming through, the angel realized this man's mouth is dangerous to the kingdom. Because, they lose, because Gabriel said, how dare you doubt me because I'm Gabriel and I stand in the presence of God. And what I tell you is true. But because your mouth has now been found to be dangerous, he put the restraining order on the mouth. He says, you are not going to speak again <laughs> until the baby is born. Listen to me. Elizabeth did not complain. She thanked God. Because this woman got nine months license from the Holy Spirit to tell her husband everything in her heart. and Everything she had been... I told you, you should never have done that. You put us in problem. What are you trying to say, honey? I thought you were trying to say... Mm. I mean, if I'm Elizabeth, I'm thinking, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus. I can now tell my husband everything that has been bottled inside of me. And he can't say anything for nine months. Why do you think, why do you think, why do you think when, Zeke, when Zechariah was given a chance to believe God, he says, give me a notepad. His name is John. He couldn't wait for the mouth to be opened. I'm tired of my wife just giving me all the family problems, all the marriage things, and I can't say anything. Nine months. I see some women saying, I wish God can do that for me. <laughs> be nice to me. I might talk to God about it. And your husband might be like, honey, <laughs> you know that discussion we should have had 20 years ago? It's now. Mm. Mm. All right. Why? Because Luz, uh, the Gabriel realized this guy's mouth is so dangerous. If he keeps talking to this way, he'll give the enemy enough evidence in the courts of heaven with his own mouth to resist the breath of the prophet that must announce the coming of the Messiah. So they shut down his voice, his mouth, to protect the destiny of God for Jesus and John the Baptist. Number nine, are you there? Number nine. Are you, are you with me, somebody? Some divine restraining orders are designed to protect God's children. Now, the women are going to love this. This is huge. Some divine restraining orders, but in the world we live in, even the men are going to like this one. Some divine restraining orders are designed to protect God's children from sexual predators in sexually promiscuous environments. Did you catch that? Some divine restraining orders are designed to protect God's children from sexual predators in sexually promiscuous environments. Genesis chapter 12, verse 17 to 19. When Abraham went to, to Egypt, it was a very sexually promiscuous nation. Very sexually promiscuous nation. Worship, sex was part of worship. How many women you slept with was, was connected. Even, I mean, it was, it, was, it was a sexually, it was a what? A sexually perverted society. Are you catch what I'm saying? How do you know? How do you know? How, where in the world do you have the Minister of Home Affairs? Which country in the world? Do you have the Minister of Home Affairs who has the office at the border checking all the beautiful women coming through the gate? That's what happened in Egypt. How do you know? How, you know, how did Pharaoh know? How did Pharaoh know 
I mean, this is a big, if you, have you been to Egypt? It's a big country. Huge country. Different border posts. How did they, how did they, how did the headquarters, how did the White House, how did the State House know that a beautiful woman has come to the border? Somebody was at the border watching. Because the Bible says as soon as they entered, as soon as they entered Egypt, the Bible says the nobles saw her and went to Pharaoh because they knew it's promotion time. <laughs> because they knew the president. Ah, you, 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 bring, you, you bring him a good woman, you are promoted tomorrow. So if you are smart, where do you, where do you have your office? At the border. It didn't take a long time. Why? From the border. I mean, Abraham thinks he is, it's favor. They are stamping visa. He thinks it's favor. No, are, his wife has been reported. <laughs> they say, how long do you want to live here? I, I, don't wanna, I don't matter about the time. We'll just give it to you. Why? Because your wife has been reported. The, the, the president is waiting for your wife. <laughs> Even the pictures have been sent to him on WhatsApp. He's, he, he keeps commenting. <laughs> that was a sexually perverted king. And yet when, when, when venerable Sarah, who could not physically overpower this powerful king, was brought into his bedchamber, God showed up and restrained the sexual activity from happening. That type of restraining order is about to be released on our women and daughters in the name of Jesus Christ. Come on somebody. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay, now the last one is the one I'm going to have. This is the one I was trying to get to. Amen. So, hallelujah. Robert, you man coming up? We're going to do this one together. We're going to go into the prayer, guys. I don't, how about, oh, great. Man, I've got 10 minutes. That's a good time for, how many want to do some work in the spirit? Okay, this one, I left with this one. We're going to work together. This one, I want to give you this one. This is the one, amen, that we really have to do. Uh, number 10. This, has, this involves Zimbabwe. And we're going to pray together with you. I'm going to let uh, uh, Robert lead us in the one on restraining premature death against the sense of the Most High. Then I'm going to come after him with this one. We, but write it down. Write it down. Some divine restraining orders are designed to restrain demonically engineered political violence, political violence or assassinations against persons or nations that are important to the purposes of God. Some divine restraining orders are designed to restrain demonically engineered what? Political violence or assassinations against persons or nations that are important to the purpose of God. Though the mouse is this in the Bible, I'm glad you asked me. First Sam, write it down. First Samuel chapter 9. It's found in First Samuel chapter 9. Oh, so First Samuel chapter 19. I'm sorry. First Samuel chapter 19, beginning from verse 18 to 24. Beginning from 18 to 24. And what this is, what, what this is about is that King Saul is so politically afraid of David that he sees him as a threat, even though David had no such intentions. So David now runs, runs, become an, becomes a political exile. He runs out of the palace because he knows the king doesn't mean me no good is about to kill me. And so he runs to Samuel at Ramah, and Samuel hides him, in, and, and Ramah, Samuel starts fathering David. Okay? Starts fathering David. And then Samuel, through intelligence, finds out, King Saul, through intelligence, finds out that what? David is with Samuel at Ramah. He sends political assassins. 
to go and kill David. And every time they came close to Samuel, the political assassins, there, were, there was a divine restraining order against political violence, political engineered violence against this. When they came in this environment, we know what happened. They designed, the ability for them to kill David was restrained by God. Instead of killing David, they began to prophesy. It happened so many times, King, King Saul got so angry, he said, I'm going to do it myself. So he left the throne and went to kill David, and he himself got in the, same, in the same area where this restraining order was in place, and his desire for violence was restrained so much that because he fought so hard, God ended up embarrassing by taking every cloth. Now he is a king prophesying naked. This was not a good side. Are you guys what I'm saying? And by the end of the day, he went back without killing David. Why am I saying this? As a prophet of God. Listen to me. This nation is coming through the Beth Canal. Do you believe that? We're in a new Zimbabwe and the last thing we need is violence out of our nation being reported around the world. We don't need that. Zimbabwe has had enough share of violence and bloodshed. Can you say amen? amen. The new Zimbabwe will never know violence. Can you say amen? amen. Hey, you catch what I'm saying? Amen. We do, not, I, I, we do not want Western countries to be saying these African countries, they can't govern themselves. The devil is a liar. The new Zimbabwe is going to be different from that. So what I want to do, not because I failed, this is not a political statement I'm making at all. I'm making a prophetic statement that the enemy would like nothing less than our election to be mad in controversy. Our country oh, deserves a free and fair election. And whosoever wins or loses will be Zimbabwean saying, okay, there will be a next election. But no bloodshed, no fighting. God said to me, you need to apply a restraining order over the elections in Jesus' name. All right? So we are going to do that. But meantime, we're going to start with this. Everybody stand up. And we're going to let the, the, uh, the man of God lead us in the one against premature death over your life. And then I'm going to come back and we're going to do the one for the nation together. Amen? Amen. Thank you, Lord. Okay. Okay. Just say this with me. Say, Lord Jesus, as we stand before your courts, we thank you for your divine restraining orders. We thank you for the blood of Jesus that speaks over us and over our families. Lord, we thank you that we are regarded before your courts. We are remembered before you because of that which the blood is saying. And we, by faith, agree with that blood in Jesus' name. Now, let me pray. Now, Father, I stand here before you even as a judge in the courts of heaven. And Father, I thank you for the position you have granted. And I decree over these people, over my own life, over miles, Lord, over our families, I decree long-lasting and satisfying life. I say there shall be no premature death, but we shall live to the fullness of our days to fulfill all that is written in the books of heaven about us, that there is no force of the enemy that can come and shorten our days by one moment or by one second, but we shall live to declare the glories of God and to see your name exalted in all the earth, O oh God. So I put 
that boundary around us, oh God. I seal us in. I cover us and envelop us, Lord, with your presence and with your glory and with your fire that does not let any demonic power come near us, Lord, for we are kept by the power of God under the day of salvation. And Lord, we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Beautiful. Now say this after me. Now for the nation. Say, Heavenly Father, we stand in your royal courtroom because of the shed blood of Jesus and his finished work on the cross. Heavenly Father, we ask that the courts of heaven be seated, be seated according to Daniel 7 and 10. And that the books of destiny be opened. Righteous judge, we have come on behalf of Zimbabwe to secure your righteous judgment over this nation. We plead our case in Jesus' mighty name. Heavenly Father, we call upon your holy angels to be witnesses and enforcers of this legal and righteous transaction. We also declare and declare that all the demonic entities, institutions, and human beings who will be impacted directly by the divine restraining order that we are requesting will be duly notified by your holy angels who service the courts of heaven in Jesus' name. Heavenly Father, we declare and declare that every demonic entity, every institution in Zimbabwe, and human beings will respect and honor and abide by your righteous judgment over this nation. Heavenly Father, we repent for every sin, transgression, and iniquity that is stopping or delaying your purpose for Zimbabwe from becoming a reality. Heavenly Father, as we stand in your heavenly court, we present ourselves as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable before the Lord. Lord Jesus, wash us with your blood so that Satan has no legal footing to resist the divine restraining order that we need for Zimbabwe from your Supreme Court concerning the upcoming presidential elections. Heavenly Father, your word says, Jesus is our faithful advocate before the righteous judge in the courts of heaven. Lord Jesus Christ, we summon you as our passionate advocate to help us plead our case before the righteous judge for a divine restraining order against any and all forms of demonically engineered political violence, assassinations, or confusion that the powers of darkness would love, would love to visit upon our nation during this upcoming presidential elections. Heavenly Father, we know it is not your will 
for this nation to be covered in blood or undergo any form of tribal conflicts. In Jesus' name. Heavenly Father, we ask now that every legal right the devil has over the nation of Zimbabwe be revoked right now in Jesus' name. As Zimbabweans, we also repent for all covenants with demons that have existed throughout the history of our nation. Lord Jesus, we ask that any agreement between demons and this nation would now be rescinded in the courts of heaven. Thank you, Lord, for revoking these demonic covenants and altars in Jesus' name. Heavenly Father, representing the body of Christ in Zimbabwe, we divorce ourselves from any and all territorial spirits that are ruling this nation. On behalf of the land of Zimbabwe, we give back everything this nation has ever profited from by using devils and demonic altars. We only want in our country what Jesus offers, what the blood has secured. Now, Father, we now ask that as of this moment, all through the presidential elections, and after that a divine restraining order against any territorial spirits, against any demonic and engineered political violence, be issued by the core of heaven right now. And we thank you, Lord, that you have given us this divine restraining order of our nation. And we declare and declare that come July, we are going to have a free, fair, and peaceful presidential elections that will be the talk of nations. It will be so good that other nations that are looking at Zimbabwe who lose their hands to begin to release multi-billion dollar investments and foreign aid into our nation in Jesus' name. If you believe that, give God a crazy Hallelujah shout Hallelujah. for the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Thanks for listening. For more teachings and videos, visit celebrationmen.org.